Well, good morning. The first Sunday of a brand new year. We're so glad each of you could be with us. We welcome our guests. We welcome those who are watching us on live stream. What a great way to start the year. What a great way to get in the habit, in the groove of just realizing Sunday is the best day of the year, best day of the week. It's the best day ever to come and to worship our God and to think about the things of heaven. So glad each of you could be with us. We welcome those who are watching us on live stream as well. As you came in, you were given a magnet and a booklet. And we're going to get to that booklet in a moment. Don't read it now because I need to preach. So open your Bibles, if you will, with me to the book of Revelation chapter 14. And we'll walk through that booklet here in just a moment as we talk about all the things we're planning to do this year as a congregation. It is wonderful to be here. Wouldn't it be great if today you decided, I'm going to see how many Sundays this year I can come to worship. Wouldn't it be great, other than sickness, to say, I've been here 52 times. I've been here Sunday morning and Sunday night. I've been here Wednesday night. What a great goal to set before you. What a difference it will make in your life if you do those things. Identity. Identity just simply tells us who you are. Now, we can look around here, and without saying a thing, I know who Chris Quinn is because of the way he looks. That's Chris. I don't confuse him with anyone else. You get a phone call, and up pops a name, and immediately you know who that is as a way of identity. Sometimes we go places, and they want a piece of identification. We reach for our wallets, and out comes our driver's license. That is our identification. That tells us who we simply are. And when we think about this idea of these things belong to me, we may write our name in the book or put our name on something to do that. If you've traveled very much, you've often seen this concept of someone waiting at the airport looking for the baggage. And on a loudspeaker, you'll hear, a lot of bags look the same, check your tag. And we do that. Uh, last time I flew, someone picked up my bag, and I thought, wait a minute here. And they looked at the tag, and they put that bag back. Every once in a while, you see somebody now has some unique bags because they don't want anyone else to mix up who theirs is. Well, when we come to the book of Revelation, chapter 14, we read about another type of identification. It is God identifying who his people are. Let's begin now by reading the first five verses of Revelation, chapter 14. It says, Then I look, and behold, the Lamb was standing on Mount Zion, and with him 144,000 who had his name and the name of his Father written on their foreheads. I heard a voice from heaven, like the sound of many waters, like the sound of loud thunder. And the voice which I heard was like the sound of harpists playing on their harps. And they sang a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and the elders. And no one was able to learn that song except 144,000 who had been purchased from earth. These are the ones who have not defiled themselves with women, for they are celibate. These are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. These have been purchased from mankind as the first fruits to God and to the Lamb. No one and no lie was found in their mouth. They are blameless. We begin with that great statement here that God's name was written on their foreheads. Wasn't written on the bottom of foot. Remember that movie Toy Story? And on the bottom was, was the name Andy on, on that one boot there, Woody? 
No, you can't see what's on the bottom of your shoes. It was written on the forehead. Every person could see it. Every person knew that person belongs to God. It wasn't their names. It was his name written on their foreheads. These people are the ones who are going to sing a new song before the throne. These are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. These are the ones who are declared to be righteous, righteous before God. And so this year, we've picked as our theme, I am his and he is mine. Identification, identity. Who are you? I belong to Jesus. Who are you? I am a disciple. Who are you? I am a Christian. And that's a theme that runs throughout the New Testament. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus says, He who is not with me is against me. He who does not gather with me scatters. In chapter 9 of Luke, as he describes what we may call discipleship, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself. Who are you? I am a Christian. I belong to Jesus. Paul would say it this way in the book of Galatians. I've been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. I am his identity. It's that concept of discipleship. In Acts chapter 11, and when they found him, they brought him to Antioch, and for an entire year they met with the church and taught considerable numbers, and disciples were first called Christians, belonging to Christ, little Christ, we might say. And they identified that concept. Paul would say in the book of 1 Corinthians, in chapter 6, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you've been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. I am his. And throughout this year now, we're going to be driving and driving this theme. Our society, our times, want to have individuality. Everyone's separate, everyone different. We look in the New Testament, and there's a common theme we find, and that is among the followers of Jesus. They belong to Christ. I am his, and he is mine. And so what we've done this year, we've picked that to be our theme. I am his, and he is mine. I am his simply means he can use my ability. He uses my time. He uses my talents. He uses my energy. I belong to him. No longer is it, well, why should I? No longer is it, well, why, why do I get out of it? No longer is it, why I don't feel like it is. I belong to him. And he is mine. He is my first help. He's who I want to be like. He's the one who I belong to. He's the one who's going to make a difference in my life as we consider that idea. And so this spiritual identity does three things for us. Number one, it gives a confidence in what is right. We live in a world where nobody knows what's right, what's up, what's down. I belong to him. I know what's right. Paul would say in the book of 2 Corinthians, I know whom I have believed. I believe in Jesus. This also gives us courage to stand. We sang recently in one of our assemblies, stand up, stand up for Jesus. The courage to stand up 
When the world says, I'm not sure what's right, I know what's right. When the world says, well, maybe we shouldn't say anything, we say what we should say because we have the courage. And then what this identity does for us, it creates a knowledge of what is to come. We know what's coming. We have that knowledge that's found in Jesus Christ. So now let's get our booklets, and we're going to walk through this booklet. Now, a couple things, first of all, before we get to the booklet, you were given a magnet. And we encourage you to take this magnet and stick it on your fridge, right on the front. And there's three things. First of all, when you want, need to call one of the shepherds or one of the preachers, and I can't remember their numbers, our numbers are right here. Use them. Call us. Number two, as you look at this magnet, and we'll go through this booklet, you'll see all the different things we're doing this year. Then plan your vacations around these things. I don't know how many times I've gone to a meeting, Jason's gone to the same thing, and the first start of a meeting, everyone's excited. This family's not here because they're out on vacation. Why are you on vacation when we're doing something special? You know it's right here. Then everyone that comes to your home and walks in your kitchen will see this, won't they? And they'll see that this is important to you. And they'll see that this is the church that's doing things. And maybe through this, some good discussions can come about. So now this booklet. First of all, we're not going to read every word in this because you can read better than I can read. So you take it home and you read it. And then you keep this book. we got a whole stack of them. We'll print more if we need them. Keep it in your Bible. Keep it around you. Get to know what's going on. Now let's walk through some of the different pages here and then we'll kind of put a bow on all this. Let's start with page four. Page four, and you'll see the page numbers at the bottom of your booklet. Page four is an overview of all the activities we're going to do this year. Starts off with a gospel meeting in March with Kevin Clark. Kevin's been here multiple times. A man can preach the daylights out. And we look forward to him being here. You don't want to miss this. This will be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday affair, but you want to be here. In June, we're going to have Kenny Moore back to do our VBS, and we'll talk more about that when we get to that page. But Kenny will be here in June. We have, once again, our summer series. I believe this will be our fifth or sixth year we do our summer series. There's a variety of preachers. Some have been here before. Some you've never met before. Some are local. Some are far away. But we're trying to bring a variety of preachers in to drive this theme in Christ alone. Did you catch our, our theme in that song? I am his, he is mine. It came from that hymn. Then in September... I'm going to talk about this in just a minute. We're going to have what we call a church leadership workshop for all the men. And that's going to be on Saturday in September. I'll talk about that in just a minute. Then in October, we're going to have a Wednesday through Sunday meeting with Tim Stevens. Tim is the son of R.J. Stevens, who is the author of our hymn book. Tim goes around the country and, and helps congregations with their singing. He'll be with us Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. On Saturday, he's going to meet with all of our song leaders and those who want to learn how to be song leaders, and then he'll be with us again on Sunday. He's going to try to help us in our singing, try to get us to understand to sing with excellence, so important to God. And then we'll talk about our new groups that we're going to launch in just a minute. Now, flip it over to page three, and what do you mean by a church leadership workshop? This is for all the male members of the congregation. This is not to pick elders out. 
You may be sitting there and say, well, I don't ever want to be an elder. Awesome. Come. I'm too young to be an elder. Awesome. Come. I'm too old to be an elder. Awesome. Come. We want every male member to come to this on Saturday. This is to understand leadership. This is to understand that how you lead as a home, how you lead as a husband, how you lead as a father, how you lead in business. And we're going to talk about several things. It will open your eyes up to what the shepherds here do. And it will help us understand the biblical concept of leadership. Every male member we want to come. And we'll talk about that more as that date approaches. Now, page five. As we do every year, we break the year down to many quarters. And our first quarter, as we talk about this, we're going to talk about abiding in his word. You'll see that picture of the leadership or the picture of discipleship near the bottom. That came from us in October when Edwin Crozier was here. And he described what a disciple is. A disciple honors God. He learns from God. He loves like God. He leads others to God. And all of that is based upon abiding in his word. And so that's what we're going to be talking about this first quarter. To be a disciple is to be a follower. It's to copy or mimic someone. It's like a stencil. You draw that little stencil picture and it comes out just the way it's supposed to be. We are to be like that. In the book of Acts, they recognize Peter and others as having been with Jesus. I am his. He is mine. And so in this first quarter, we're going to be talking about such things. The next page, page six, take us to the second quarter. This is going to drive the idea of honoring God in worship, excellence in worship. We're going to look at how Jesus honored his father. We're going to recognize that the people of God honor God in a biblical fashion. It is during this quarter we'll have our VBS with Kenny Moore. And you'll see on your page six there the list of his topics. He's going to be talking about faith, the faith that we hold, a faith once delivered, a faith that overcomes, a faith that helps others, a faith that gets stronger, a faith that is noticed, and a faith that endures. All of these went in with a lot of thought, a lot of planning, a lot of prayers as we consider that. Next page, page 7. Here we talk about the third quarter. And you know what? The year will go by just about as fast as we're doing this right now. You'll be amazed. You'll turn around two times and it's already September. That's how fast years seem to go. And the third quarter we're going to focus on the compassion Jesus. It is here where we're going to have our summer series. Paul would say in the book of Colossians to put on a heart of compassion. To be like Jesus, we have to be a compassionate type of people. And so in our summer series, we're going to take that hymn, In Christ Alone, looking at the phrases in that hymn, that's going to be the sermon titles. In Christ Alone, My Hope is Found by Tommy Peeler. Our Cornerstone and Solid Ground by Mark McCrary. Christ Who Took on Flesh by Bob Watson. As Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied by Kevin Harrington. Sin's curse has lost its grip on me by Ryan Goodwin. I am his and he is mine by Terry Slack. He is my light, my strength, my song by L.A. Stouffer. No guilt in life, no fear in death by Warren Berkeley. Here in the power of Christ I stand by Ricky Jenkins. And again, this is a phenomenal lineup, a phenomenal series as we think about some of those things we're doing. Page 8. Page 8, and this evening, 
You need to come back this evening. Jason's going to emphasize our groups in detail. We don't normally do this, but this evening, bring your phone. Because at the end of services, we're going to sign up electronically. We'll walk you through how to do that. But we're introducing nine different groups this year. Different ways to plug in and be connected. This is going to be kind of the hub of how we do a lot of our connecting and working together. Sometimes in a large congregation, people feel like, you know, I, I just don't feel like connected. This is the way to get connected. You can be in as many groups as you fit. Now, if you're 45 years old, you can't be in a teen group. I'm sorry. That ship has sailed, okay? But you can be in as many groups as you can be. As Jason describes this evening, we're going to talk about this. This is not going to be one group a week. The groups are going to be driven by the group leaders. They're going to be driven by the idea of a function. This group is going to look after this particular thing. This group is going to look after this particular thing. And again, connecting with others, growing, being what God wants us to be. Page 9. Page 9 is our Bible classes. And they start this morning. What a great way to start. On the right-hand side, we're going to have Jason's building blocks. We're having two avenues of adult classes, as you see in the front of your bulletin today. The right-hand side in B2 will be the building block platform. And that, for the year, is going to be talking about searching for the king. A savior's promise the first quarter, a nation is born the second quarter, looking for a king the third quarter, and Israel loses her way the fourth quarter. On the left-hand side, in the auditorium, focus first on Wednesday nights. Our theme is going to be about Jesus, the teacher Jesus, the worshiping Jesus, the heart of Jesus, the servant Jesus. Again, looking at our, our concept of discipleship, abiding, honoring, compassion, and serving. Sunday morning, this morning, in just a few minutes, we're going to kick off our Sunday class in here, and that's how to study the Bible. As we talk about our class, we're going to see there's a lot of people who've never been taught how to study the Bible, and that's what we're going to do this quarter. Then pages 10 through 12 is the Lord's Supper Reflection. I encourage men to keep this in your Bibles so you know ahead of time with our new scheduling system, you know when you're supposed to serve, you can see what the topic is, you know what passage is going to be listed there, so you can prepare ahead of time as we think about honoring the Lord in the Lord's Supper. Page 13 is just a reflection in the past. It's where we've been, and it's good to remind ourselves where we've been. We started off in 2018 with good news for tough times, never knowing what's coming down the road here. 2019 was heaven bound. 2020 was now I see or having vision. This past year, our focus was rising and building. Our focus was after the pandemic, getting ourselves back together. Let's get back to worship. Let's get back to Bible classes. Let's get back to where we need to be. Now, our attention is, let's get about doing what we're supposed to do. What is it that God wants us to do? We're supposed to be evangelistic. We're supposed to be lights into the world. And that's the kind of the direction we're going. And then on page 14, you'll notice we have our resources. In the last six weeks, there's been at least three gospel preachers passing through, just passing through, visiting with us. Now, I don't say this to brag. I say this for your sake. But there's been at least three different preachers passed through. You know them all, if I was to tell you the name. 
They look around, they see what we're doing here, and all three of them independently say, we know of no church, no church in the world that's doing what you're doing here. We have daily blogs called Jump Starts. We have podcasts three days a week. We have sermon material. We have a daily Bible reading. We have a quick quote of the day. Every Friday, there's a Friday Five. Just volumes and volumes of quality substance. We don't do this for the world. We do this for you. We do this for you. There is no reason for anybody in this congregation to be weak other than they choose to. There's no reason for anybody in this congregation not to know the Bible other than that's your determination not to know the Bible. The volume of material that we put out, the quality of material we put out, is, is beyond all things. We have people passing through here, and they, they would say to us, I wish I could be a member of this church. Now, we don't do this for any other church. We do this for you, to help you get strong, to help you connect, to help you know Jesus. Now, having said those things, we need to remind ourselves that all this stuff is out here, but I have to take responsibility. If I don't come to Bible class, the Bible classes won't help me. Don't listen to the podcast, don't listen to the, don't read the blogs, none of those things will help me. So as we start a new year, maybe that's a good place for you to start. Maybe say, you know what, I'm not one who normally listens to podcasts, but this week I'm going to launch into that and I'm going to follow the podcast. Maybe you're not one who normally reads. But this time, I'm going to start reading our blog every day. I'm going to start following that, that program of the daily Bible reading. Maybe I'm going to share more on my Facebook and my social media because these things can make a difference in your life. Now, what we have as we wrap this up this morning is our focus is on Jesus. But for a lot of you, tomorrow morning, you got to go back to work. And work takes time, work takes energy, work takes resources. And then there's back to school. And that takes time and energy and resources. And then there's such things as sports, a lot of sports going on like now. And then there's hobbies. And there's things I got to do in my house. And then there's finances. And then there's friends. And then there's dating. And then there's entertainment. And then there's college. And there's keeping up my GPA. And then there's retirement, and then there's projects, and then there's being popular, and then there's movies, and vacations, and I got to find me a new phone this year, and then there's social media, and there's politics, and there's news, and there's clubs, and there's music, and I can't see Jesus. Do you see that? And that's what happens. Oh, I want to be like Jesus. I am his, and he is mine. But as soon as we leave, there's our hearts. So full, so occupied, no time for Jesus. Can't even see Jesus. All this takes time. All this takes resources. All this takes energy. And what's the answer to this? I look at all those things. That's my life. That's your life. In the book of Colossians, chapter 3 and verse 2, Paul said to set your mind on things above. And what happens when you put Jesus first? 
when you get this concept, I am his, all of a sudden, a lot of these things simply just go away. Because I realize what is most important in my life is my walk with Jesus. What if this year was your last year? It will be for some people, some people on this planet. It may be for some people in this congregation. It may be for me. It may be for you. And we look back to all how busy we are and all the things we do. But you come to that doorway of death. What is most important is you and Jesus. As a congregation, we can do so much. But you have to decide, I am his and he is mine. And that's what we want you to see. It's going to be a busy year. We've got a lot of stuff going on. And us preachers are going to be really busy this year. We've got a lot of things to do this year. But we want to do this because we want you to be in heaven. We want you to be a follower of God. We want you to do what God wants you to do. Now, a lot of you know I like basketball. And every year, I have some friends come down. We go to IU. Even though I went to Purdue, we go to IU basketball game. And Indiana University basketball is unique for a lot of reasons. One reason is just the atmosphere. I mean, the way they start that game, you've never seen such energy, such excitement. But what's interesting about the IU basketball players is you don't read the names on the back of the shirts, on their jerseys. There's no names. Most of the other schools have the guy's name on the back. And the reason why they don't put the name on the back is they say we play for the name that's on the front, where it says Indiana. And that's you and I. We don't walk through life with our name on the back saying, hey, look at me. Look how important. Look what I did. We play for the name that's on the front. I am his, and he is mine. So that's our thoughts for us this morning. We hope it gives you a lot to think about. Please take those booklets home and look at them. If you need more, get more. we got plenty of them. And use them and share them and tell others about them. And to realize this is going to be a great year. This can be the year that makes a difference in my life. This could be the year I become a Christian. This could be the year I step out of just kind of lukewarmness and step into a hot faith in Jesus. This could be the year that really know this book. This could be the year that really makes a difference in my family. This could be the year that God really looks down upon me and says, now I'm well pleased with what you're doing. It starts giving up yourself and following Jesus. I am his and he is mine. This morning, if one here has not been baptized, that's where you start. By giving your heart to Jesus, following him in baptism, and doing what God wants you to do. Some of us have done that, and maybe that's all we've done. Maybe this is the year I step up. Maybe this is the year I see, man, this, this church is doing lots of stuff, and I've always been on the outline kind of looking through the windows and just kind of saying, well, look at look all the stuff they're doing. Maybe it's time I come on the inside. Maybe it's time I get my toe out of the water and I jump in with Jesus. Maybe this is the year I can really say I am his. Hi, what's your name? I don't know. I belong to Jesus. That's who I am. If you're subject, won't you come and stand and sing?